that's one of our goals, graduating with a national championship and I already graduated. The Irish look to take one more step towards a potential national championship tonight on the road at rival USC. You know, playing there is never easy. In fact, Notre Dame lost the last two times they've been in L.A., but their last win there was the last time the Irish arrived 11-0. We know where we are, we know what we got to do, and we just got to do what we've done every week. All they have to do is win tonight, and the Irish have their first undefeated regular season since 2012 and are almost undoubtedly headed to the college football playoff. So can they do it? Let's break it all down. Live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Only 10 times in the last century has Notre Dame finished a regular season undefeated and untied. If Brian Kelly's boys take care of business tonight at Southern Cal, the 2018 Irish would move into elite territory. Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. We're also presented by Orange Theory Fitness in Granger, voted the best one-hour full-body workout. I'm Angel DiCarlo, joined as always by former St. Joe and Elkhart Memorial football coach Kevin Downey. Kevin, <laughs> well, the Irish put it all together last week with a dominating win over then 12th-ranked Syracuse, 36-3 at Yankee Stadium in New York. Now all that stands in their way to their first undefeated regular season since 2012. Just beat that arch-rival USC tonight. Yeah, I, I was really impressed, honestly, as all year, but with the uh, defense. So Syracuse came in averaging 44 points a game, and, I mean, they just come to play. It's so exciting to watch. On tap on this morning's show, our Focus on Faith segment is with the starting center from the last Notre Dame team to finish undefeated in the regular season. Penn High grab Braxton Cave will join us live in studio around 9.30. Our poll question, what are you most thankful? thankful for from the Irish this season the defensive line pass rush Ian Book the play of the safeties or strength and conditioning keeping the Irish healthy go to my Twitter account at Ange DiCarlo cast your vote leave a note as to why we may give your answer later in the show great perspective from Irish coach Brian Kelly this week on what Drew Tranquil has meant to the team we'll hear that later on in the show and what a season Dexter Williams has had he reflects on it and lets us know what he where he feels the Irish run game is at right now, but let's start with Notre Dame ranked third once again in the college football playoff rankings. One win away from an undefeated regular season, Kevin. I mean, it's it at this point, it's academic unless you're one of the crazies. If Notre Dame wins tonight, they're getting in unless you're one of the crazies that says, Well, if Alabama <laughs> loses to Georgia. Then Michigan. Well, I'm doing a Southern accent. It's probably wrong. Tell. It's a it's a Michigan <laughs> accent. Probably that would be the one that uh, that would be the problem. Obviously, there is this slight scenario. I'd say at a half of one percent that if Alabama lost to Georgia and Michigan wins the Big Ten championship, could a one loss Michigan overjump Notre Dame? Okay, it's not going to happen. Undefeated Notre Dame would get in if they win, but certainly. Plenty on the line here tonight for this team, and, and, and a lot of history on the line for this team tonight. 
Well, and it's such a special season, to be honest. And those start to get momentum. Um, I mean, it's just going to be a great game. I do think it'll be close with that still being said. Here, here's what's crazy. In the last 100 years, Notre Dame has had just 10 undefeated, untied regular seasons. And here's a crazy stat I, I, I mentioned to you right before we went on the air. Since 1950, Notre Dame has just three undefeated, untied regular seasons in 73, 88, and 2012. They have more national championships since... 1950 than they then do they undefeated, undefeated untied seasons. So that's a lot of history tonight. That's huge. It's huge. And then how, how much better to come down to a rivalry, you know, a huge game. Okay, here's now if we saw in the college football playoff rankings, Alabama's one, Clemson's two, Notre Dame is three, Michigan four, Georgia's five, Oklahoma six, LSU seven, Washington State eight, UCF nine, Ohio State 10. Last night, uh, for those that stayed up late, uh, Oklahoma winning uh, 59-56 in a basketball game against West Virginia. I guess they're going to count that as a football game. Uh, they'll face <laughs> Texas in the Big 12 championship next week. Meanwhile, Washington State lost to Washington, so they're out of the mix. Yep. At this point, even if Notre Dame lost tonight, they have a reasonable shot to get into the playoff. Um, we don't have to get into all those crazy scenarios, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that even if they lost tonight, they could still get in the playoff. But when you look at their resume now, it's actually a lot better than people give them credit for. They have four wins over teams currently ranked in the college football playoff top 25. This has not turned out to be a bad schedule after all. It's just not the teams necessarily people expected to be the ones in the top 25. start of the season. Yeah, for sure. Well, and as it played out, you know, look at Notre Dame's role because they went out and beat every team so far. So they've changed other people's seasons as well. Notre Dame has wins over number four, Michigan, number 19, Northwestern, number 20, Syracuse, and number 24, Pitt. Notre Dame has, as I mentioned, 10 undefeated, untied regular seasons in school history. And if the Irish win today, it will be just their fourth undefeated, untied regular season since 1950. Irish Stars Drew Tranquil and Julian Love know a lot of history on the line for this team tonight. We talked a lot this year about you know putting our name on the wall, doing something special, not just being another average team, and you know to be in a position to to be an elite company um, is something we don't take lightly. And um, you know we'd be honored to be in that company, and there's still work to be done to get there. So we got to finish business this week against USC, and then you know maybe we'll be able to think a little bit more on that. You know, we were talking about it uh, this past week, like <laughs> the reality of it um, in terms of like wow, think about how great Notre Dame has been for so many years, and we'd be considered in that company if we finished our job the right way. And that's just crazy to think about. I mean, we are all so invested in this and it really this means a lot to all of us and we're so grateful for the spot we're in and now we just got to close it out strong okay obviously Notre Dame is ultimately judged on its national championships but there hasn't been one since 1988 so seasons like this have been very rare obviously we mentioned 2012 is the only one since 88 that Notre Dame has gone undefeated in the regular season um this team would go into elite company tonight but as you mentioned they're going up against usc uh when you face your arch rival you know this from your coaching days a lot a lot can change but usc's not good (laughs) they are not good this year they're really really bad they're five and six this is about as bad of a usc team notre dame will face in a very long time 
they're bad, but they still have good talent. You know, so I, did Florida State. Amen. I agree. It's not going to be cold. They're going to be at home. Um, but I, I, I think almost a bigger influence is going to be those this Notre Dame team. I mean, they're special. That Drew Tranquil is one of the best leaders, one of the most entertaining people I've ever seen play football. Yeah, and Notre Dame-USC rivalry is something special indeed. Notre Dame's biggest rivalry game today will be the 90th all-time meeting. Here's Drew Tranquil again and Sam Musfer on what you can expect in a Notre Dame-USC game. In rivalry games, you throw out records, you throw out statistics. It's going to be a bare-knuckle fist fight. Um, you know, and they have a talented defense, talented offense. There's talent all over that roster, and we went to camps with those guys, so we understand that. Oh, man, I mean, it's chippy. I mean, guys... Um, both teams bring it. You know, guys will be chirping, talking. Um, you know, we're going to try to keep our talking to a minimum and just focus on our business. But um, definitely a lot of emotions play into it. And uh, when you have, you know, two historic programs with a lot of tradition, you know, it intensifies the game definitely a little bit. I mean, sure, they want to play the spoiler and they, they probably want to get a little bit of a re revenge after the, you know, um, game here back at our house last year. So, you know. There's still a lot of stake for them. They're playing for a bowl game. They're playing for the Shillelagh Trophy. They're playing for bragging rights, and they're really playing to spoil our season. So there's a lot of stake. Notre Dame beat USC 49-14 last year. Now, two years ago, USC beat Notre Dame 45-27. The Irish finished 4-8 and eight in, in that campaign. The last time the road team has won in this series was Notre Dame in 2012 when the Irish went 12-0 with a 22-13 uh, win. So certainly the home team does have an advantage in this series. Um, but again, I just it, – it's hard to imagine you – here, here's my question to you, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're five and six. Is getting bowl eligible for USC a major motivation for the players? Do they do they care that much to practice no. for the next month? No. Okay. Now, do they care about beating Notre Dame and having bragging rights for the whole year and doing it on national TV? Yeah, I would say that that that's their motivation. It, it would be great, you know. They have expectations. They should be in a bowl game every year, uh, but they could come away with a great taste in their mouth with feeling good uh, going into the offseason if they just beat Notre Dame. Their biggest motivation, in my opinion, may hinge on whether or not they actually want their coach Clay Helton back next year. <laughs> because Notre Dame's, if Notre Dame's up by three touchdowns at halftime, Helton might not be the coach in the second half. Okay? Yeah, That's I where hear <laughs> his, his status at USC is, I, and, and they may even beat Notre Dame and he still may get fired. But that's, true. that's the only thing I can think of that could be the motivation is we're playing for our coach's job. And maybe if they care that much about their coach, that could be the difference. But mm, I'm not. And, and like you said, beating Notre Dame, but maybe yeah. playing for the coach would be their ultimate reason to play up. That's the only thing I can really think of. Well, they have talent everywhere, so they have struggled, but I think a lot of it is just any consistency um, with getting the ball to their playmakers. So they got great running backs. They have great uh, wide receivers. Their defense is tough. It's just obviously putting it together has been brutal this year. Planning your company holiday party or want to host a dinner for you and your friends overlooking Notre Dame Stadium? It's a golden opportunity all brought to you by Venue ND. To learn more, visit venue.nd.edu or call 574 631 
1400. All right, we we talk about the last time Notre Dame was out there, they lost to USC, and you talk about a difference in two years. How far the Irish have come since that loss to USC on this very weekend two years ago, four and eight that season, and now two years later, a win away from an undefeated regular season. Here's Irish linebacker Tavon Coney on all that. Anytime you have an awakening and you have adversity that hits you, you have to be thankful for that because it pushes you to another level. And um, it's pushing this program to another level where you have every guy wanting to get better and never wanting to feel that feeling again, you know. So it motivates us each and every day to continue to work hard and to never be complacent. It's crazy when you think about how far this team has come from two years ago. Um, I mean, four and eight on this night two years ago? Calling for Brian Kelly's job. <laughs> Not even that. He had to put out a statement in the middle of the night to say he was coming back yeah. at like four in the morning because the rumors were flying that he was that he was done. Um, and, you know, you had Jerry Tillery stepping on USC players in that game two years ago. Yeah. Kelly kept the team out there in the pouring rain at halftime yelling at them. He It looked like he lost total control of his team. I was one of those ones saying maybe they should get rid of him. And now here they are two years ago on the brink of another undefeated regular season. That's crazy. Well, and he's <laughs> Brent's done a lot of soul searching, a lot, a lot of uh, changes that at first you're like, wow, is it a, a bystander? I, I can't believe he's doing that. Like changing the coaching staff, changing the the whole quarterback situation this year. Um, but it's guys like Coney, number four. I mean, that guy is one of the best linebackers in all of college football. He makes plays, and if he's not complacent, if he's leading. You know, he does it by example. He doesn't have to talk. He'll make every tackle if need be. Well, and one of those things he changed was overhauling strength and conditioning, bringing in Matt Bayless. We've seen this year that Notre Dame certainly has been good in November. Uh, that's why I put it as our poll question, strength and conditioning. Of course, it didn't get that high value in in the polls because no one appreciates stuff like that. But, you know, our poll question, what are you most thankful for from the Irish football team this season? The defensive pass rush, Ian Book, the play of the sa- safeties, or the strength and conditioning program, keeping the Irish healthy. All right, let's look at the uh, results right now. Or before we do that, Kevin, why don't you give us your thoughts? What what? Which one of those four items do you rank number one? They're all important, and I don't all think... All important, and all surprises, all improvements over what they've done in the past. And I think if they're not, if they're not, have all four of these pieces, I don't think they're undefeated right now. But which one's the biggest, most critical one in your opinion? I think it's that sleeper. It's that strength and conditioning coach. You know, he, the the old coach that he let go, they had been together since Grand Valley State in some form or fashion. Yeah. I mean, that was a big move to take him out of his comfort zone. But it's paid huge dividends, um, and you don't get the pass rush. You don't get well, maybe Ian Book. That guy kind of came from nowhere, <laughs> but you don't you don't get the uh, safety play, and again the the defense stepping up like that without the strength and conditioning, the stuff behind the scenes. Well, what do you think the uh, the fans voted for? Not strength and conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pass rush. Really? You thought they voted for the pass rush? Mm-hmm. How about Ian Book? Ian Book oh, with fifty eight percent of the vote. The Irish quarterback. Uh, the biggest thing Irish fans are most thankful for. Uh, The pass rush came in second at 24%. Strength and conditioning 13%. The play of the safeties at 5%. I'll tell you what, the safeties have been uh, fantastic and they may be um, one of the biggest difference makers on this team. You know what? The safeties may be one of the biggest difference in them and Book may be the difference of getting to that next step. Being able to win 
in the playoff. And certainly the pass rush. We saw in 2012, why were they good? Yep. The pass rush. Strong they, they, defensive line. They had Kaepernick, Lewis Moore, Lewis Nix, Stephon Tewitt, and then those linebackers. Mm. Uh, they had the pass rush that year, and that's what they were led by, and that was the biggest difference. By the way, we mentioned USC trying to be the spoiler tonight. Notre Dame, this is the eighth time Notre Dame has gone to USC undefeated in the final game of the regular season. Notre Dame is 4-3-1. and one. When going to USC for the regular season finale, undefeated, untied. In total, counting some seasons when the Irish have one loss or one tie, USC has ruined Notre Dame's chance to win a national title seven times at the end of the season. So, I know none of those stats matter in terms of like who's playing here tonight, but history says they do get up to your point for this game. Whether or not it was 1960 yep. or 1938, or 2018, this is a game that matters. I'm not sure, that though, that there's been a team that has been this bad for USC, though, since in all those this scenarios. This bad and then a Notre Dame team that's this good. Right, exactly. At that's the right an, time. That, that scenario might be a bit of a, of a problem in, in those two areas. All right, uh, programming note. This is our final show of the regular season. We'll be back with a bowl special on Saturday, December 29th at 9 a.m., now, if the uh, Irish were to lose tonight, we may revisit that decision. But our plan is for this to be our regular season finale and then a bowl special coming up on December 29th. Our first uh, broadcast for high school basketball season is Tuesday night when the undefeated Marion girls take on undefeated Penn. Join former Riley coach Bob Berger and I for Catholic high school basketball on Redeemer Radio. We'll hit the air around 7.30 on Tuesday. Then next Saturday, we'll broadcast the Marion boys taking on Lord at 7 p.m. Our first action with St. Joe is December 4th for a girls-boys doubleheader starting at 6 p.m. that Tuesday night. High school basketball on Redeemer Radio starts this Tuesday night with Marion and Penn girls. Congratulations to the Edwardsburg Eddies on winning the Division IV state championship up in Michigan last night. Caden Goggins, 125 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Coach Kevin Bartz doing a great job in his 24th season, winning his first ever state championship. So congratulations to Coach Bartz and the Eddies. No offense to the Indians, but uh, the Eddies is my favorite mascot in all of Michiana, Kevin. <laughs> They are pretty good. And Coach Bartz has done it consistently for a long time. So congrats to them. All right. Still to come, Penn High alum Braxton Cave knows all about undefeated regular seasons. He was the starting center the last time the Irish beat SC to finish 12-0 back in 2012. Braxton is live in studio with us coming up at 930. And up next is Notre Dame's offense peaking. Ian Book thinks so. We'll discuss that when Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays returns here on Redeemer Radio 95.7. You deserve more from your workout, more than sweating away extra pounds. It should transform you from the inside out with technology to prove you're improving and coaches that give you more tough love. You want more results, more confidence, more community, and more energy. Because the more you do at Orange Theory, the more you get out of life. Orange Theory Fitness. Go to orangetheory.com for a free workout. Auto loans from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can save you money. Why? Because the whole purpose of a credit union is to save you money. Catholic-inspired credit unions put faith into action. Pope John Paul II called them one of the church's most significant concrete achievements. Now it's easier than ever to be a part of this. All you need is a phone. You already share our values. Why not share in our savings? 
for a better auto loan or refinance from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Call 844-230-6611. We are presented by Orange Theory Fitness, voted the best one-hour full-body workout in the country. You get all the benefits of a group workout with the attention of a personal coach, plus a heart monitor that helps let you know if you're pushing yourself too much, not enough, or right where you should be in the orange zone. Art Zone. Art Series Fitness is located at Heritage Square in Granger. Your first workout is free. Welcome back to Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays presented by Orange Theory Fitness. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey with you getting you set for Notre Dame USC coming up just after 8 p.m. tonight at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Coming up, Braxton Cave, Notre Dame Center from 2012. Penn ILM will join us live in studio uh, for our Focus on Faith segment. We'll talk about all things, including, uh, you know, that 2012 game. We'll probably talk a, a little bit about that. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, our poll question was, what are you most thankful for from the Irish football team this season? And the choices we put down was defensive pass rush, Ian Book, the play of the safeties, and strength and conditioning. I think an honorable mention has to go to Dexter Williams. Yeah, he's really good, and I think you see the difference in the whole offense. He completes it with his explosive runs, and he has improved uh, drastically on his blocking and receiving the ball out of the backfield. So he's a more complete uh, back, which really, honestly, it's it's the icing on the cake. The, the Irish running back has 844 yards rushing. Now, remember, that's in just seven games. So if he has a big night tonight, he can, and he's had over 150 yards multiple times. He could get to become a 1,000 yard rusher tonight in just eight games. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's he's very good. And it, well, the explosive plays, he can totally break away. It, I do think the uh, the Irish offensive line too have really come together, and they've had their adversity as we've talked about with you know losing great players and graduating people and. Um, you know, to have two back-to-back years of good run game, that's really impressive. After being suspended the first four games, I spoke with Dexter this week about what this season has meant to him and the state of the Irish run game. A real big learning lesson for me, just showing that um, even though I did miss the four games, even though um, I wasn't there for my team in the beginning, I just really just had to learn to just have faith have faith in my teammates. My teammates had faith in me and uh, they trusted me just to come back and just do my job. So I was glad to just be able to take the field with them. Where do you feel the run game's at right now? You've obviously had some very high, uh, high highs, um, but then there's been moments where there's been some struggles. Where do you feel like the run game's at right now? Um, we're definitely just getting better each and every week. I know sometimes we have lows, but sometimes um, it's just not all about running. We have to be able to uh, make plays and just be able to protect books. So um, not all the time. We might not have a big game every game, but we just have to really just go out there and just get what we can get and just uh, just really just uh, just trust the offense, trust Coach Long, and uh, he's going to call the right play. So we really just have to go out there and just execute as much as we can. All right, uh, that's Dexter Williams on the State of the Irish Run Game, which I'm going to give him a lot of credit. He's been fantastic this year. But if I'm, we're going to nitpick a little bit on this team. I still think it is the run game because I don't know if the offensive line is all the way there. And yes, there's games like Florida State that where they get 200 yards rushing from from Dexter. But last week he had 13 carries for 74 yards. 32 of those was on a touchdown run. Now that counts, but it's not like there's been these games where they haven't been perfect on, uh, in the run game. And that's my concern. Maybe not tonight. 
but that came December 29th. Well, I think the the big thing that he stressed that they are getting better, and they have a with when you ever you change the offensive line lineup um, as many times as they have, and even in game they'll sub people in. It's going to be hard to get that consistency, but you do have that explosive runner in Dexter, so he he really does finish off the offense and make it super explosive. All right, is the Notre Dame offense peaking right now? A question posed to Irish players this week. Here's what quarterback Ian Book had to say. It's something that we kind of talk about as a whole, um, as a whole offense, uh, that, you know, it's really hard to win in November in college football, and um, I think we're fortunate enough, and we feel that we are starting to peak, peak as an offense right now, which is awesome, just in terms of chemistry and just, you know, all, fa- all facets of the offense are getting better, and, um, you know, what does it look like? You know, I just think going out there and totally dominating as an offense is what it would look like when we put it all together. We talk about that, and uh, no let-ups, and, you know, um, we're close to having a really good game like that and, you know, limiting the penalties and um, we're just close. I just think it's putting that one single game together. I mean, they were certainly close last week. There, How many times last week did you go and say, oh, they could have gotten a touchdown there and they didn't. It could have been, you know, 55 to three instead of 36 to three over Syracuse. I just don't know if they're peaking right now. I, I just feel like, and maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, they maybe we don't know their ceiling because <laughs> they, they do perform kind of, you know, sporadically. One game, one part will step up. But the good thing is they keep performing. They keep answering the call and answering the test. I guess my worry is if they are peaking right now, that's probably not a good thing because I don't think they're quite the level they need to be for them to win a national championship yet on offense. They're good. But maybe not quite to, and that goes back to the run game that I was kind of yep. talking about before. All right, Drew Tranquil, meanwhile, in defense, continues to be a warrior on the field. Broken hand, bum ankle, bum ankles. I think he had both ankles taped uh, out of the wazoo this week during interviews. He's banged up everywhere, not uh, taking any meds, he says, toughing it out. Last week, left the game a few times, came back in, nah, only had seven tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, and two sacks. Irish coach Brian Kelly on what Tranquil, a two-year captain, has meant to the Irish this season. His growth as a teammate from last year to this year has been amazing. Um, and, and I point out simply this. He was a captain, a leader, um, but he, he was hard to follow in a sense because the bar for him <laughs> is so high. And, and almost sometimes for other players, hard to imagine being Drew Tranquil. <laughs> you know, almost a 4.0 engineering student, um, you know, a great player, a great citizen, um, great in the community spiritually. I mean, he was almost too hard to imagine uh, and almost too hard to mirror. This year, he's still that, but um, he's so close to his teammates because of, uh, I think, just the believability of who he is on a day-to-day basis. They see the same guy every day. He comes in, he works out, he trains, he fights through injuries, and they don't see all those other things. They see a guy that is so committed um, to being successful that they can mirror that. And so what he's meant to our team this year, even though his, his status hasn't changed in a sense in terms of you know, being a captain, he's, he's impacted our team so much differently. I mean, I don't know how you express how much a guy has meant to the team more than Brian Kelly just said there, but it shows you how incredible of an individual he is. Uh, Drew Tranquil, he was speaking of uh, just an outstanding human being beyond just a football player. 
Well, he's so mature, has so much experience, but special years, special teams, special groups of people coming together. <laughs> you got to have leaders, and that guy is an unbelievable leader. And here's a guy that people didn't think was going to come back because mm-hmm. of his history of injuries. People thought, well, you might be risking something coming back for your fifth season. And then at the banquet last year at the award show, they don't call it a banquet anymore. <laughs> he all of a sudden just gets up there and says, hey, I'm coming back next year. And everyone's like, whoa, that's great. You know what I mean? No one thought anticipated that. And then he makes the transition to the buck linebacker position from Rover. And, and here he is. And as Brian Kelly said, he's stepped up his game as a leader from already being a great leader a year ago. Well, he's playing, as you said, through so much with a broken hand, two bad ankles. I think every time that he goes down, my kids and I pause the TV and say a quick Our Father for him. Yeah, right. He went down <laughs> twice last week, and you're like, all right, this is it. Oh, this is no. where he's going to be out for two weeks, right? And and then here he does. He comes right back. All right. Be sure to follow Redeemer Radio on social media. On Twitter, it's at 957sports. And on Facebook, search for Redeemer Radio 95.7 Sports. We have the latest on not only Notre Dame, but the high school front as well. Well, up next, not many know what it's like to head to Los Angeles needing a win to complete an undefeated regular season. You know who does? Penn High alum Braxton Cave, starting center the last time the Irish were in this very position. He's live in studio with us next on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. We know you like football. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day. Free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Touchdown! going to be awesome. I think just the tradition with two teams and the rivalry that we have, um, you know, it doesn't get better than this, especially for, you know, week 12. So we are extremely excited. I'm excited. And, you know, to be able to go back to my home state and play against a team I grew up watching, um, you know, it's kind of surreal. That's Notre Dame quarterback and California native Ian Book and getting set for tonight's matchup between Notre Dame and USC. Book grew up a UCLA fan. His brother grew up a USC fan. So he said uh, this week they, they butted heads a lot uh, about USC. So only fitting that uh, I think I think his brother's probably cheering for Notre Dame tonight. I'm, I'm just, just a little. Just a hench. Uh, well, not many know what it's like to be in book or the rest of the Irish players today. Tonight is the 90th all-time meeting between Notre Dame and USC. And tonight is the eighth time Notre Dame has gone to USC undefeated and untied. The last time that happened was 2012. The Irish won 22-13 and finished the regular season 12-0. The starting center on that team, Penn High alum Braxton Cave, joining Kevin Downey and I right now live in studio here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Can you believe it's been six years? And how much have you had to talk about that 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 game this week? I can't believe it. You know, it's gone extremely fast, and we've been doing a lot of looking back on it lately. So I've done a few interviews, and everybody wants to know, you know, the comparisons to 2012 to this year. I, I think the biggest comparison between 2012 and this year is that USC was good that year. They are not necessarily good no. this year. Uh, that That's a big difference in this one because I think people didn't give that USC team enough credit for how good they were because Notre Dame was undefeated, but they were eight and three going into the, that game. They weren't a terrible football team. Right. Like, you know, like you mentioned earlier, this is a team that Notre Dame should, should handle 
but uh, you never know in a rivalry game. What what were you take us back to that game and maybe the butterfly were there butterflies was were you guys really confident what what was your mindset as you guys went on the plane went on the bus and and headed over to 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 the the Coliseum to to face USA so I did I did an interview about a week ago and got the same question and you know leading up to games I was always super anxious you know either on my phone or listening to music and. I can vividly remember driving from the hotel to the Coliseum, and I slept the whole way. <laughs> so it was just, you know, what we had been through that year, and it was kind of like, you know, here it is, the grand finale. Let's finish this off the right way. And there was just a a peace about it, and we went in and we handled our business. Well, and you had to feel so confident because, you know, having played football with a team, when you get kind of on a roll and you have, you know – leaders that step up and you have everything that starts to come together there's a certain momentum and everything behind you that like you said just feeling that confidence and um knowing that your teammates are going to step up for you too and that was your team i think the the offensive line obviously uh led the way but then also the defense so there has to be some similarities do you see the similarities in in that team and then this one that we're watching now yeah i mean this this defense is incredible they're they're a fun team to watch reminds me a lot of the guys we had i would i would say that their offense performs a lot better than ours did in 2012 i was Uh, wondering whether or not you were going to admit that or not (laughs) (laughs) now you know i i think we had a very talented offensive line these guys have battled some injuries lost a couple top first round picks last year so it's been fun to watch what they've been able to do you know with a group that hasn't been playing together for a long time but yeah there is a lot of things that that remind me of that 2012 group Penn High alum Braxton Cave joining us here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays our title sponsor for Irish Sports Saturdays is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union when you open an Elevate membership at Notre Dame FCU you get $50 in your new account and another $50 for an eligible nonprofit like a Catholic high school a parish or even Redeemer Radio you already share our values why not share in our benefits Notre Dame Federal Credit Union all right now during that game against SC uh, you guys end up winning 22-13, but it was a dogfight mm-hmm. for, for a lot of it. Uh, take us through the emotions of that game during it and how much of a battle that was against them. It was. You know, it was a battle, but it was one of those games where it was close but never felt like we were out of control. I felt like we handled it the whole game. You know, big uh, goal line stand by the defense. Theo Riddick did what Theo did all year, uh, made some big plays, and you know, there, there was never a doubt in my mind that we weren't going to walk out of that stadium without a victory. And then I would assume this year's team probably has that same mindset, you would think, based on the way they're playing right now. But does it get to a point that do you worry at all about being too confident because, you know, facing a team that, again, that's five and six is – can you get too confident heading into this game? I don't know. I mean, these guys are riding high. You look at what they did to Florida State, what they did to Syracuse. Their mindset going into this is these guys don't have a chance of hanging with us. So I look for them to go in with a, a fast start, and I hope, I'm hope i hoping that they put this one away early. Well, and it seems like the, this team uh, specifically – you know, they'd handle distractions really well. And, and you know, we talked about their the month of November flying all around doing everything. That 
pinstripe game at Yankee Stadium was not a distraction. It, if anything, it, it honed in their focus, and they seemed to come through and play better. Shamrock Series game. Oh, pinstripe yeah. game yeah. was 20. We don't want to. That's the bowl game you don't want to be <laughs> I'm in. just thinking of those uniforms. <laughs> not a fan. Yeah, yeah. That's, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> those were some special uniforms. Very special. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, I remember a, a big moment in that game after the game. You know, I was right there on the sideline as, as you guys celebrated, and the one thing you did was – you ran over to the sideline. You looked into those stands, and you locked eyes on. Was it your dad? I think. Yeah, it, my dad was standing on top of one of the chairs in the stadium, <laughs> and, and you just yelled out one of the biggest screams you're gonna ever yell out. Uh, how when 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 you saw him? How how special was that moment for you? Yeah, I mean, you talk about emotions from a kid growing up a diehard fan to finally sealing the deal on making it to the biggest game on the biggest stage it was pretty cool to have my whole family you know we had about I think we had about 20 people out there so to make the the trip and then for it to end the way it did um man I I can't think of a better way and then you mentioned growing up a fan I mean you're named after a Notre Dame football player that people that don't know Braxton Banks so I mean this was this was always destined for you I imagine yeah, you could say that. Uh, you know, I tell everybody the story of when I was being recruited in high school, uh, That back when coaches could still call the house, and there's all kinds of funny rules now, but Urban Meyer was at Florida at the time, and they had the dynasty, the Tebow mm-hmm. winning national championships, and uh, Coach Meyer would call my house, and my mom would pick up, and, hello, Mrs. Cave, it's Urban Meyer, University of Florida, and click, she'd just <laughs> hang up, so... <laughs> So there was no chance I was getting out of out of her sights. So, <laughs> well, and how cool to to grow up here and you know be close to the university, but then actually be able to play for him. And it's funny because being a, a coach that <laughs> coach to get you, you were one of those kind of urban legend kids where we knew about you um, even as young as you know junior high football. But I remember the first time I saw you play varsity football there. <laughs> There's this really big athletic kid at center, and he made the other Penn lineman look small, which is really a challenge, Anch. That doesn't happen yeah. very often. Uh, but it has to be so neat to be a local guy and to have been able to to be able to go to Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, it's this is where I think I'll always call home. You know, I outside of my time spent in the NFL, I've never lived away. And, you know, I love this community that always had my back and, and taking care of me growing up here. So, you know, it's been amazing to go from the kid on Saturday mornings that would watch Rudy at least once before every game. <laughs> you know, I'll admit that I used to do that um, to, you know, moving away for a little bit, but coming back and ultimately being part of a community that, you know, supported me big time when I was here. 2012 Notre Dame Center Braxton Cave joining us live in studio here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Uh, Braxton, you guys kind of mentioned facing each other when Kevin was a coach at St. Joe. Uh, one of the other vivid memories is a piece of video I got of you against St. Joe. I think that was your senior year where you absolutely uh, pancaked and squashed uh, a St. Joe player. Have you since apologized to that young man? <laughs> you know, I think we talked about a few years back. He, the kid, came up to me and said, "Hey, I just wanted to say thanks for making me popular, making me famous." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and he said, "You know that video that Angelo always shows of the kid from St. Joe getting knocked out? That was me." <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry, but 
you're, you're welcome. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the, his claim to fame. So he can uh, tweet at us now and remind us again uh, uh, about that situation. Um, all right, Brax, uh, I know you're not Catholic, but you're really uh, a big faith-based guy. Mm-hmm. Just how, how much has faith played a role in, in your life? And then ultimately, I imagine going to a Catholic university that, that helped uh, continue that faith when you went to Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, I grew up grew up in a faith-based family. I was baptized when I was young, and um, it's my foundation. You know, as, as much as we like to joke and say my mom, you know, hanging up on Urban Meyer is the reason why I end up in Notre Dame, It's it was really never a thought of me going anywhere else because I loved what, you know, the school stands for, the tradition, um, just the foundation that they bring in the way they make their decisions when it comes to faith. So, you know, it's even now it's, you know, my wife and I, we attend church every Sunday, at least when we're in town, as much as we travel. Um, but it's it's the foundation that we make all of our decisions off of. So, And then I, I believe, if I recall correctly, a lot of your tattoos are faith-based as well, right? Correct. Yeah, but my, my whole sleeve on my left arm is faith-based with the stairway to heaven, and I got uh, a few tributes to my mom as well, so... Well, you got to get mom in there. I know uh, Kim Cave is probably listening right now. So shout out to <laughs> to, to Mrs. Cave, uh, the, the excitement there. Uh, and then you mentioned you're married. You have a kid. Uh, how's how's dad life going? You're getting old now, buddy. I am. You know, dad life has been amazing. Uh, my daughter, Aviana, she will be two in January. So we, we get to see something new every day. Uh, but she's you know, off the charts smart. Uh, it's just been amazing to come home every day and see my wife is fortunate she gets to stay home and and raise her so between my wife natalie and her i don't know they're they give me a run for my money that's all those the dad training is all the uh, two days and all the things that you have to go through the grind of being a football player and then knowing it's five something in the morning you got to wake up time to change a diaper <laughs> so you're handling it well braxton <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying my wife's the real superhero so all right, and, and I know you're also at Lipper Components now. Just tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Yeah, so when I decided to hang up the cleats, I came back to town and uh, sat down and met with Jason Lippert, CEO of the company, and just an amazing guy. Again, a, a faith-based guy. Um, we go to church together every Sunday, and and uh, when you spend time around a guy like that, a leader like that, it, it's pretty easily pretty easy to get on board with his vision and where he wants to go. So, you know, we're in the... The RV, marine, uh, cargo trailer supply. So we kind of got our hands in a lot of things right now, and it's been it's been a great, you know, opportunity for me. But at the same time, I guess my biggest fear getting out of football was losing that camaraderie or that locker room feel. And I have an amazing team around me, and we have fun. I look forward to going to work every day. We have a fun group, and we get things done, and it's it's something I look forward to. You got. F- former teammate uh, with you as well right so yeah i've recruited trevor robinson's back i don't think any of you would recognize him now because he's down to about 235 pounds looks awesome um and then also my high school teammate steven depositor works with me as well well many people don't recognize you either by the way how much have how much weight have you lost since your playing days i'm down about 75 pounds wow so yeah i got i had to buy a whole new wardrobe And uh, my wife doesn't think I'm as fun to cuddle with anymore, so it's not not that big teddy bear anymore. All right, uh, what it, what's the biggest piece of advice 
you can give I know they're not listening, but if they were listening, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give the players right now heading into this game tonight? I think it's just continue doing what they've done, you know, avoid the noise and go in there and and just execute the game plan. These guys are a talented group and they don't need to do anything out of the ordinary. So, well, not, I got a buddy who does motivational speaking. His name is Ben Newman. And and my favorite quote that he has is, everything you need is already in you. And that's that's this team. They don't need to do anything special. Let's just go out there and get things done. All right. If you like all things Notre Dame, be sure to stay tuned for Church Life Today. Coming up right after us, Lenny Lorenzo of the McGrath Institute for Church Life Today is your host. That's next here on Redeemer Radio with replays tonight at 6 and Sunday at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Time for a timeout. Braxton's going to stick around to help us with game prediction and keys to the game. We'll break down the matchup with USC next. You're listening to Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays presented by Orange Theory Fitness on Redeemer Radio 95.7. What happens on the Kyle Hyman show? Ooh, uh, good question. Good question. Good question. That's a really good question. That's a very good question. That's a great question. Great question. Yeah, you're on to something there, Kyle. Boy, <laughs> that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, what a great question. That's a great question. Great question. Great, great question, Kyle. Wonderful, wonderful question. That's probably one of the most challenging questions. Yeah, an excellent question. Kyle, you stumped me. Um... I forgot what the question was. Find out weekdays from 7 to 8 a.m. If you're ready to buy or sell a home, visit SouthBendSteve.com to learn more about real estate agent Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett. Steve has a 4.9 rating out of 5 from Realtor.com. I know from personal experience how easy he makes the process. He found my wife and I our perfect home. Contact Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett Real Estate at 574-229-4040 or visit SouthBendSteve.com. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey, and... Live in studio with us is our special guest today, Braxton Cave, Penn High alum and 2012 starting center for the Irish. The last time Notre Dame went to USC undefeated, and the Irish had that undefeated regular season. Uh, Braxton, real quick, before we get into the game breakdown, uh, our <laughs> our audio operator, Matt Florian, thanked us during a one commercial break saying, um, I'm glad that you guys are recognizing that that team was undefeated and had an undefeated regular season because we know what the NCAA said. <laughs> How much does that bother you that the NCAA said, no, you're not undefeated, you lost, you, you didn't win those games? Yeah, you know, it doesn't bother me at all because, honestly, that means nothing. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. If we would have won it all that year, um, they wouldn't have got my ring back, I can tell you that much. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just silly. You know, it's one of those things where they're trying to make a little bit of a statement and, you know – what better to do it than to Notre Dame? So, all right, uh, we'll, we'll we'll settle you there before you go off <laughs> yeah. and get get very angry. Let's break down this matchup between um, Notre Dame and USC. Uh, we'll start with uh, the Notre Dame defense up against uh, the USC offense, and let's start with what the Irish players had to say. Here's what Drew Tranquil and Julian Love had to say about containing USC's offense. Cards in a you know produce a lot of their offense off chunk plays. We got to eliminate big plays. Um, and we were able to do that against Syracuse and, and had a good outcome. And so that's what was really what's going to come down to Saturday. Their skills are just extremely talented. Um, they like to throw the ball down the field a lot, you know, a lot of fast, big, strong receivers. And I mean, that's their power. I mean, their power is just a really run and gun you. And, you know, we have the athletes too. Uh, and it's just limiting and making, making them earn everything. Uh, not just giving them big plays, not just giving them 
you know, deep shots like they've taken in the past. Uh, it's just making them earn that. All right, Amon Ross St. Brown, the the little brother of EQ, is the uh, freshman wide receiver, the star for USC, 50 catches, 656 yards, three touchdowns. And then they have a freshman quarterback as well in JT Daniels, who will probably be an NFL quarterback. But, you know, right now, right away, we just name that off right there. You say a starting quarterback, that's a freshman, and a wide receiver is your main player as a freshman. That's something that maybe – makes the uh, Irish start salivating uh, as a defense here tonight, Kevin. Well, they're good. And the explosive plays, you know, I, when I'm watching the highlights or when I'm trying to watch the games, I pick out numbers for people to kind of watch and see if they reoccur, you know, week after week, especially with this long of a run. There were eight different running backs and wide receivers. And I think just for the storyline, um, the St. Brown kid st- stands out and he was uh, high school teammates with the quarterback. So he is his go-to guy. Uh, Braxton, what do you think about uh, – Notre Dame's biggest challenge here against SC's offense? You know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you got to have pressure on the quarterback. Young kid, you know, the, the kids who come in and become stud quarterbacks are the ones who they've got experience. So, like this kid here, he's gotten a lot of experience. Young, I expect him to be very good later on, but I think if the defense can get after him early, they can rattle him a little bit. All right, let's talk about USC's defense. Just three interceptions so far this year. Uh, Cameron Smith is their one of their main guys, 69 tackles, five and a half uh, tackles for loss and a sack. Here's what Ian Book had to say about the key to su- success for the Irish offense versus USC. We got to win the one-on-one matchup. Uh, they do have good DBs. We know they're athletic and they play hard, and it's going to be a great challenge for us. And um, I know our receivers are going to uh, be ready for that. It's like perfect timing for the receivers right now. They're starting to peak, and you know to be able to get one-on-one matchups against some really good DBs, it's going to be awesome. Starting to peak. He said that a lot this week, that the offense is peaking. Braxton, let's get your take on that. Do you feel the the Irish offense is starting to peak at this point? Yeah, you know, I, I was a little nervous when Book was out for a game yeah. if they would lose their momentum, but I think he proved it to us last week that they're right on track. And then, Kevin, with uh, USC's defense, I mean, they're just not – they have talent there, but they've they've certainly struggled a lot this year. Yeah, it's it's almost the same thing. They give up big plays, you know, so they make big plays on offense at times, but they give up big plays. The guys to watch uh, would be, I think, 45, their defensive end. It looks like uh, Matthew's brother. And then um, number 35, one of their linebackers. They do blitz a lot. So it, regardless, they're going to go down swinging. You're going to get the best shot from their defense, even if they are inconsistent. All right, Braxton, if you're Brian Kelly, what worries you the most heading into tonight? I think it's the the biggest worry is just knowing that everyone plays Notre Dame different than they play anyone else. So uh, if I'm, I'm Coach Kelly, I'm, I guess my biggest worry is that we don't get out to a fast start and we let them hang around. Kevin? I think, uh, you know, limit the explosive plays and then know that USC is kind of up against the wall. That head coach, he's going to pull out all the stops. Um, so <laughs> they're going to go all out. My biggest worry would be could SC beat BSC for one night? Mm. They have not been SC this year. They've no. been whatever they've been. But if they can channel everything and be who they are are usually year in, year out, 
that would be my biggest concern. All right, uh, your biggest worry if you're Clay Helton tonight. I know there's a lot of them, so what would you uh, I'm going to have out? to say Dexter Williams and Julian Okora would be my biggest concerns. Yeah, Julian Okora is a guy we haven't mentioned in the show. Uh, what an outstanding season he's had, and I would imagine that would be a guy, that Kevin, that they have to be uh, awfully concerned about. Well, him and honestly, Kareem. just the depth. Yeah, yeah. They, they come at you with a lot of fresh guys. Um, for me, if I'm Clay Helton, besides worrying about my job, I would be, I'd, I guess, just ready to go all out. Like if you watch some of their biggest games, they do trick plays. Uh, they had uh, versus Arizona alone, they had a double pass and a flea flicker. They're just going to go for it. I mean, it's going to everything's going to be on the line. They they know what's at stake, and they do have the athletes to break away and make some plays. My biggest worry, if I'm Clay Heldon, is that if Notre Dame's up by 21 at halftime, whether or not they're going to let me in the locker room and still coach the second half. <laughs> Uh, he's teetering, so that would be my biggest concern. All right, uh, Braxton, what's your keys to the game for the Irish to get a victory? I think it's a fast start and don't give them any hope. I mean, this is a team that they run off, you know, the highs and lows, and if you can put them away early, I think they'll be fine. And then I'd say Notre Dame enjoying their in and out on the bus on the way to the airport. <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> on the way back, right? Yes, on the way, right. Yeah, yeah. All right, Kevin. You know, I think it comes down to special teams. So we've talked a lot about how special this offense is, how special the defense is, and we have good specialists for Notre Dame. However, uh, with that same theory that their back's up against the wall, they've had punt returns, punt blocks, field goal blocks, fake punts. They've even used the hands team. So the USC is going to be ready to make some of those plays make a big difference. They're ninth in the NCAA in block kicks with four this season. So they have that. All right, uh, real quick predictions. What do you got, Braxton? I'm going 42-10 Irish. Notre Dame 31, USC 20. All right, I'll go Notre Dame 38, USC 17. Last year I picked Notre Dame to lose to USC. First person to text me was Braxton Cave. <laughs> what are you doing, man? I was wrong. 49-14 Irish in that one. Uh, so, uh, Braxton, thank you very much for joining us here in studio. Enjoy tonight's game. Oh, thank you, guys. All right, that's Braxton Cave. Kevin Downey with us here. Uh, that's our regular season finale. A reminder, no show next week. We'll be back with a bowl special coming up on December 29th at 9 a.m. Uh, for as hopefully the Irish preparing for a college football playoff game that day. And that'll do it for Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where Bank does matter. Our show also presented today by Orange Theory Fitness in Granger. Voted the best one-hour full-body workout. And again, no show next week. We'll be back with the bowl special December 29th. Thanks to our audio operator today, Matt Florian, for Kevin Downey and Braxton Cave. I'm Angel DiCarlo. Notre Dame and USC will kick off at 8 p.m. tonight. The Irish looking to party like it's 2012 tonight in Los Angeles. We close out our pregame the same way the Irish will close out their pregame with a prayer from one of the Irish team chaplains. This is Father Mark Thiesing, chaplain for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game.
High School Basketball is back. Our first broadcast of the season is Tuesday, November 27th, when the Marion girls go on the road to Penn in a NIC showdown. Tip-off is set for right around 7.30 p.m. Join Coach Bob Berger and me, Angel DiCarlo, as we bring you 20 St. Joe and Marion boys and girls games over the next several months. Catch Hoosier Stereo all winter long, starting November 27th on Redeemer Radio 95.7 FM, RedeemerRadio.com, and the Redeemer Radio app.